Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. I'm Jonah Hart. And I have uh, started to let the AI take control of my life. Oh, no. Not really, but I am trying out some new <laughs> AI kind of tools. Um, I was talking to somebody and he said, you know, basically, if you aren't at least learning about these AI tools, eventually you're going to be like left behind. So I tried one the other day, Adobe Premiere. I mean, I guess Adobe has this like sound remover. Firefly. Oh, no, that's a different one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an AI thing that removes like yeah. noise. It's actually, it was pretty good. It took a lot of the life out of the vocals, but it also got rid of. Um, a lot of the noise and felt a lot more natural than just using like um, like a noise remover plugin, which can kind of go like what what if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah I've used those in videos too, and people complained about them, so I stopped. But I did. I am trying out this tool called VidIQ. It's AI for YouTubers, and <laughs> I'm paying for it for a month to see like is it worth it. And I'm not. I don't really think it is, but let's, mm. let's see. Let's talk about it a little bit. I know this is like this is just like one example. So I'm using a YouTuber one. Yeah. I know eventually there will be ones that are just made for musicians. Mm -hmm. So the big thing about this is it gives you channel stats. I have other tools that do that. Uh, AI title recommendations. So you add keywords that you want to base video titles off of. Um, it'll tell you like when your subscribers are online, a lot of tools do that keyword opportunities. A lot of tools do that. One is it tells me who, which, where my subscribers are also subscribing. So okay, like 12 people were subscribed to me, subscribed to JHS's channel last week. I'm like, Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, there's like an overlap. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that kind of thing talks about like top videos like there it, it, it's kind of a mix of just general analytics with a little bit of ai thrown in the daily ideas is one of the big ai tools and that's kind of one that i wanted to talk about because every day i go through this and every day i think that these topics are mental and i wonder where <laughs> where did they get this where do they get this for the title generator one, like last week I put out a video about health. Uh, <laughs> I got I to gotta go to that one. So yeah. I put in um, ideas about like just places where you can get like health, mental, mental yeah. health uh, help. And oh my God, just some of the titles that this thing suggested were so rude. Like there's no sensitivity filter on this. Oh, no. Obviously. No sensitivity knob at all. No. So let me see if I can get AI title recommendations. But I remember thinking, wow, this is really far from the mark. And a lot of the titles, they tend to be super repetitive, dude. Uh, it's like unlocking the secrets of guitar pedal. So I'll... Okay. Like in various different ways saying the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not a very smart tool. I'm going to be honest. No. I'm going to... When I cancel my membership, I'm going <laughs> to give them that feedback. But uh, so... Title recommendations for musicians and mental health, where to turn to for help. Uh, where to turn for help. Shocking secrets. Musicians struggle with mental health, exclamation point. Shocking. Top resources every struggling musician needs to know. Well, sure, but that's, that's actually that's too vague for this. Yeah. How mental health affects musicians. What they don't tell you. That's a different video completely. 
the dark yeah. side of music, surprising mental health challenges, the hidden struggles of musicians, mental health support guide. That was actually not bad. That's like the you least know. offensive one I've seen. Yeah, um, I was wondering if they got dark. <laughs> well, so they get tabloidy. Is is okay. the thing? Quick baby, I know, yeah. I know that they're going off of videos like the verbiage used in videos mm-hmm. that do really well. And those tend to be clickbaity as much as we talk about how much we hate clickbait. Yeah. If it didn't work, people wouldn't fucking do it. Of course. Shocking secrets. Musicians battle mental health. Find out where they turn. This is like the shocking, unbelievable. Musicians, blah, blah, blah. Revealed. Mind-blowing. Ultimate guide. Hidden truth. I find, I, I, I kind of think that this should have like one of those like movie find out the truth in which musicians with mental health may shockingly get help it's 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 weird it's they're all the same that's just generally what the title ones do like i can go to my dashboard let's type in uh or she has a super repetitive to the point where ellen bread many worlds Pedal demo. So I'm typing in a potential title or just some keywords mm-hmm. I want to include. The title recommendations for Cal and Bread Mini Worlds Pedal Demo are currently loading. <laughs> but I bet they're going to say Uncovering Secrets, Lost in the Cosmos. I bet one's going to mention ambient music because they all do. Yeah. Unbelievable sounds from the mysterious Cal and Bread pedal. Okay. No, that's too vague. Discover the hidden power of the mini world's pedal, the secret to epic tones, Callan Bread's mind blowing demo. Did this pedal just create a new universe? Why everyone's raving about the Callan Bread mini world's pedal? <laughs> They're all like this. Yeah, it, it sounds more like pedals, help. You can find new sounds. Wonderful worlds, lovely, help. <laughs> like it's repetitive. Yeah, it, it really is. I'm actually surprised ambient wasn't in there because it usually is when yeah. I do these because apparently it's a big thing. So I'm going to go to the daily ideas and I'm going to just read off the ideas to give you a feel for how like <laughs> batshit they are. Like they're not, they're not, I shouldn't say batshit. Some of them are like really kind of like weird words. Concerning. <laughs> Some of them have hashtags that are obviously very specific to another channel. Some of them have words that are specific to another channel. Obviously it's not like the smartest tool in the world. It's obsessed with Nam. It is obsessed with Nam. I say about half of the recommendations I get are Nam content. I'm like, well, yeah. would have been cool having that a month ago. But so this one's funny. <clears throat> Guitar Faces of Nam 2023. Okay. Guitar Faces of Nam. Um, so the, which of these two microphones sounds better to you? Curious face emoji. <laughs> hashtag Lewitt. Hashtag make yourself heard. Hmm. That was, that's not a bad video no. idea. It's not. Guitar Faces of Nam. That's also not a bad one. Uh, but they're so specific sometimes that I'm just like, w- uh, what? I mean, I'm glad it's specific, but sometimes it's like overly the, so. Yeah, one so thing specific that it's, yeah. That it's just beyond. One thing which really amazes me about the DX7s are the crazy dynamic patches, pure joy to play them. It's already it telling me how I feel about shit. Oh, but also, it didn't even sound like the way the sentence was formed made sense. <laughs> it's like it didn't form a full thought. 
One thing which really amazes, amazes me about the DX7s are the crazy dynamic patches, pure joy to play them. Yeah, that's a sentence. Is there a comma there? <laughs> like... uh, there's a period after patches. Okay. Pure joy to play, okay. Yeah. Uh, Q and A, will I build enough guitars before I die? Comma, preventing split oh tops. Comma, the cube rule. <laughs> Jesus. Will I... There was the dark one. <laughs> yeah, that one got a little dark. Uh, do all overdrives sound the same? That's basic clickbait kind of content. Yeah. Pro musicians tell their worst gig story. That's actually a fun one. Oh, maybe mm -hmm. it's getting smarter because I like maybe. rejected so well, many. Well, maybe that is the case because at least from uh, Carlos has been using more of like the chat, you know, you know, what was it? Uh, Jasper. Yeah, he's been, they've been using Jasper. And the more that they've been using, it's been learning what specifically he's been asking about and to kind of narrow things down. So, yeah, it's definitely something that as you interact with it more and things you like and things you don't like is going to say, oh, you don't want any of that? Okay, well, I guess this is more what you're interested in when you type things up. So let's go down this road. So, yeah, it might be learning what you're saying yes and no to. Yeah, I hope so. There are actually fewer NAM ones. I can actually pull up the rejected ones. I think I will. In a oh, bit. yes. <laughs> Why I returned my Phantom 06. Synth Talk, Sequential Take 5, Moog, Minotaur, Novation Peak. This is just mm -hmm. a list of things. Yeah. It just sounds like it's listing it as far yeah. as the title. Yeah. That's some of them. Grote Jazz Guitar. Like, okay, so it says maybe I should review the Grote Jazz Guitar Vintage Sunburst. Uh, cut off the notes in Studio One. Here's how to fix double notes. Like they're not bad. It's just like they're to me, it's just like they're so specific. These could be really good ideas. And again, it does feel like it's getting smarter. It but, needs to be tweaked, essentially. I mean, yeah, it's all going to need to be tweaked. Uh, the Studio Electronics SE 3X in 23 minutes. That's so specific. <laughs> then we got a stopwatch in the background. 23 minutes. <laughs> Obviously, it's just a gist. Like, you can, like, however many minutes your video ends up being, you just call yeah. it that. But it's like, wow, like, like this is what people are clicking on. Uh, the Sound Couple Rack Overview 2023. I'm pretty sure that's just another channel. <laughs> so it could be the, well, it could be the Pedal Couple. I mean, yeah. they're like, there's, it sounds like a riff on a channel that already exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you are the Sound Couple, <laughs> let us know. Your prediction is high. <laughs> Even recommends shorts. Like, jeez, uh, I don't have a good example. Can you achieve pro level audio quality with the audience one? I mean, sorry, that's an ID 14 preamp. I mean, probably. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> These are just not the kind of videos I make. Hmm. Joy of that's why they're not helpful. They're yeah. not helpful for me either. So I was like, I even like when I use TubeBuddy sometimes and some of the recommendations, it's like, and for shorts, and I'm like, none of, like, my channel, like, none of this applies to. And I'm just like, this is not helpful. <laughs> like, should I pivot my channel? Like, a lot of these, the thing about a lot of these to me is that they seem, some of the, the ones that suggest to me seem very, like, mm -hmm. immediate news. Like, if I did daily yeah. content, this would probably, probably oh, be perfect. super yeah. helpful. Um, Jay Grom talks guitar techniques, song more. Songwriting and bad acoustic amps, GAK in store clinic. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There are so many. And oh, there's another NAM one introducing so and so. Huh. How the production, how the product adoption cycle applies to music fans. I want to start that one. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's so it's obviously getting smarter, but I was shocked when I was like, this is all first NAM open. stuff. 
Yeah. Like, is Nam getting that many clicks? I think was the thing that really got to me. Or maybe it's the most searchable, perhaps. Not possibly clicks, but maybe searchable. Yeah. Logic's YouTube live stream. I'm like, okay, well, that's great if you're the Logic YouTube channel. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's I can see this being helpful. But for me, it just looks like 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 90% of these are just weird clickbait, weirdly specific. Um, it, it seems like, and again, we're going back to the part where we're talking about short content, like, you know, uh, shorts and reels and things like that. Maybe these little suggestions, since it seems like the algorithm is right now geared more towards the, these things, something that's hyper-focused like that could be something where it's like under 10 seconds or 14 seconds, kind of like, not obviously in the gear community wise, but these kind of results ends up in more hyper focus of like x thing you can explain that really quickly oddly specific yeah i mean i guess i kind of thought it would Mm. be more custom to my channel because it has access to my channel so i thought it would like yeah but do that a little bit better but some of this is like I, i i'm curious as to where they're pulling it because obviously it feels to me like they're just cribbing someone else's video because yeah. this one says, Making Records with Eric Valentine, episode 23. Maybe just took the word episode from, but yeah, that, yeah, it just doesn't. I'm sure that's what they're doing, but it's just so weird. Like It's something from your pre-existing titles. It's like something that it's taken, that's what it's taken from your title. <laughs> like, yeah. Or maybe the most, like, uh, not the highest number of views, but just. Yeah, it's finding a way to like sample certain things from your channel as a suggestion. I don't even think it's sampling from my channel. I think it's sampling from other channels that like where my viewers come from or where my viewers go later. And like, listen, for all those who are yelling, I get that this is like the idea is the starting block. It Mm. is just very, it still is very strange to read through these things. Uh, yeah, I don't know how else to say that. Like when you're reading through these, you're like, this thing doesn't like doesn't get me at all. It, no, it's it, um I I guess a way of maybe phrasing that differently is like based on the results that you're getting, you're like, none of these inspire me to do anything with them. So therefore it just yeah. turns you off to using it. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, uh, can I find the saved ideas? Like even these saved ideas are, are like, I'm kind of like, ah, oh, that's goofy, but like maybe I could mm-hmm. do something with it. Like how to choose the right guitar pedal for your style. That's a big thing. It keeps recommending like how to like that exact idea, how to yeah. choose the right guitar pedal for your style. Like that's not a bad topic idea, but I feel like it's not as helpful as I mean, it's like that. Okay, great. Great. That one's vague. Um, but I, I can see that becoming something uh like clickbaity stuff five guitar pedals you've never heard of that turn your sound into something incredible that's not my style maybe it should Mm. be maybe i'd be a bigger channel if i like adopted more of this like kind of uh, kind of taglines yeah that weren't specific to whatever i guess you were demoing but more so hey does x equal q like you know those kind of titles of like do you think this overdrive could get you this john mayer sound i mean i don't know it it yeah it's it's kind of hard to figure out what works and what doesn't but this seems just again either oddly extremely vague or super specific yeah just honestly has not been 
inspiring really at all. No. The one guitar trick that will change your playing. The coolest guitar effects you've never heard of. Three easy, crazy easy guitar tricks for absolute beginners. One other thing is weird is like the capitalization, capitalizations all over the place on these, which, which makes me uncomfortable because then I really do feel like it's like basically Spitting stealing out, this title chopping. from someone else. Oh, odds are it definitely is. I mean, we look at some of the art we talked about previously, how it would just take art and then just smear like the person's name wherever it was on that canvas and then just put someone's face on it. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure just basically stealing titles, chops it up, whatever is relevant to some of what you wrote. And it's like, okay, here's the thing. I gave it to you. And I was like, that's that that doesn't really say what I actually asked for. But but thanks. Yeah. And man, some of these I'm like, oh, I wish I could do this, but like I have uh budgets. Guitar through five generation lost pedals, demo and comparison <sighs> of all Chase Bliss and Cooper FX wow. versions. I'm like, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I need <laughs> money specifically. So yeah. like if there's something in there where I'm like, oh, I can I can definitely ask the manufacturer for that if it thinks I'm gonna get mm-hmm. used. But frankly, most of them are really not in that realm. Like it, it's like no. it's really leaning into uh, um very high like production studio gear, like microphones. Maybe I should do more microphones, but it's just like. It doesn't sound like there's an intermediate stage. It seems like it's black and white. Like it's either absolute beginner or super studio advanced. I was like, okay, we need a middle ground here, like gray area or something, some wiggle room. Some of them are rude. Like why no one likes these Marshall pedals. Well, you know, negative uh, titles on you. They so love that. So it's like, I'm not surprised. No, no. Yeah. Why, there, why there's no Mesa Boogie amps in Europe? Oh I don't even know if that's true. Europeans, yeah. leave it. Let us know in the comments. Let us know. <laughs> Are there Mesa Boogie amps in Europe? Yeah, because usually when I see those kind of titles, it's kind of like the "Why no one listens to their to your music?" or "I am going to stop doing what I'm doing with this channel now." Like to get people to watch. So yeah, it seems on those veins. Yeah, and like I hate that stuff because I, I, I don't do click, I don't click I on it, it for music content. But every once in a while, I'm like, I like this creator on like on YouTube for gaming or whatever, and yeah. it'll be like obviously clickbaity, and I'll watch it anyway. And the video is just like so bad and boring, like. That I just never, I, I just stop watching them completely. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just see that title, and it'll be just like. Then I watch their channel for like years or for a while, and I see that shift to those kind of titles. I'm like, no, baby, why you do that to me? <laughs> no, don't go that route. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen it a lot. Um, yeah, some of them are good, like revolutionize your sound with Maris Enzo synth pedal. Like that's fine. I don't see yeah. that's not awful. Um, but like I'm never going the Sonos Beam 2 is the minimalist sound bar you've been looking for. What? What? <laughs> Sonos is cool. It's very expensive. So the yeah, most so- expensive product that you cannot afford. But if you had it, it would change your life. Yeah. <laughs> new guitar pedal. Our top picks for the best new guitar pedals 2018. 2018. Yeah, this AI doesn't have knowledge of the internet before like 2019. Uh, after like 2019 or something. Time is an experience. I mean, it hasn't experienced it. How could it? Three crazy great ways to play electric guitar for beginners. (laughs) There we go. Oh my god. I hate, I like, the thing about the titles is you gotta deliver what you promise. And a lot of these are not 
they're promising the world and they're promising stuff they can't possibly deliver and i find it annoying yeah that's basically it's either again really unrealistic of trying to navigate that because of financial costs or it's just like yeah i don't have my channels not like that at all so like I wouldn't ever create this kind of content, nor could this apply at all. Why are you suggesting this? <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. What else? Welcome to your personal AI coach. Let's see. Their most popular prompt is, how do I get more views? Thinking about your question. Hmm looking for youtube channel data this Take answer is going to youtube hurt data <laughs> i've got some insights to help you get more views your mm. channel is primarily focused on guitars pedals and a podcast here are some suggestions ideal viewer your channel's audience is predominantly male well oh, so is mine yeah i mean that's what it says but google is just guessing your gender i do want to reiterate that hmm. uh <laughs> To cater to your demographic, consider creating content that addresses their interests, preferences, and challenges. No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, you can also explore topics that resonate with their lifestyle, such as balancing work and hobbies or finding affordable gear as someone who does not do a great job balancing work and hobbies because hobbies become work yeah. whenever I have them. Video topics. Based on your top performing videos, your audience seems to enjoy content related to specific gear and brands. <sighs> the ultimate guide to modding your guitar for better tone. <laughs> Those don't do it. <laughs> like, that's doing nothing for me. That's a like, I think I'm such a completionist, I would have no idea. You're just like, where do I go with this? There's way too many options, so we choose nothing. I should up uploading more frequently perhaps once or twice a week i do uh yeah, that doesn't apply to, i can't do that <laughs> yeah this is i mean this is specific but it's also kind of it's it's basically not really looking at your channel and give you suggestions that are helpful it's basically saying you can do things but not really deliver that it's like a lot of the stuff i hope people gen genuinely hope people already know yeah. It says, your top performing video, Studio One, 60 seconds. You should make more short content. I tried that. It didn't do well. No, and again, I've noticed this too, where I would look online or read certain like um, things of, hey, this content may help, you know, certain ways in which searchable content and things like that. But it's like, yeah, things I'm probably either already doing or it's just things are so constantly changing that the things that I read last week don't work this week anymore. Not that I'm chasing these things, but it's again, the same kind of basic content that I could Google search myself. The, an AI will just feed it back to me. It was like, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> also, it just doesn't have the AI doesn't have modern, modern news at all. Anytime you start chasing like what the algorithm yeah. likes, you're just going to be miserable because it's it going to change. Yeah. And also like, I just don't think it's possible to. to really chase the algorithm. Mm. I think you can employ some best practices, but ultimately I think people should just do Keywords. what they like. Yeah. You can't control 
you know, people and what they're going to do and what they're going to watch. So, I mean, I'll put the keywords in and whatnot, but it's more so whenever it's done, it's like, you know, magic do as you will. Like, whatever it's supposed to be, it's out there. Like, if it gets watched, great. If it doesn't, you know, I did everything that I possibly could. But anytime trying to read into things or look into things based around all those fastly changing, like, algorithms, like, no, this is just going to make me miserable. So I tend, I tend to not, you know do that i mean even like numbers game just yeah it's just it's not gonna make you feel good <laughs> no no it's not um that's that's very true uh so i think it's best to just uh you know do the things that you make you happy and yeah. that's easier said than done and ultimately like i'm you know not the best at it <laughs> no, i love me neither <laughs> I, I love any of us are. I love the pedal demos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I really want to try to make room for different kinds of content, and I just haven't had a great. Um, my I have only so many hours in the day. I have a full time job. I have some ideas. I was I did a lot of pickup get a couple of pickup gigs this spring that took a lot of my time and energy. I traveled a lot, took on some other work little things, and I just haven't been able. So like that, I've been like I used to post. I used to post a lot more frequently. I posted every day during the pandemic, pretty much. But um, as I came out of that, I had to do something a little bit more sustainable. And also, the truth is, people just aren't buying gear like they used to. No, and that sucks for yeah, especially with the economics and the way things are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, people are not feeling great about the state of the economy. I don't know what to believe about employment anymore because mm-hmm. I think people I think people probably just stopped looking for jobs after a while. And uh there you know, you don't have disposable income, you're probably not going to seek out content that's gonna make you really like oh, feel guilty or feel bad. Yeah. Feel like you want something, you know? Exactly. Like, oh, I want this but I can't afford it. I'm not gonna yeah. watch it. And I get no. comments I get comments to that vein a lot that like I've got I got used to get them on TikTok a lot more than I do now that people thought I was just like flaunting my wealth by showing off my collection. I'm like, yeah. but do you think I bought this? Yeah, that's I've seen those comments at times too. And I was like, dude, I this isn't overnight. I didn't like it took it's been years where I've sold things to like buy things. That's pretty much I guess this past, you know, 2023, like I was like, I have to sell gear now to buy gear. So it's like, you know, you see this new thing and I'm just like, I'm trying not to watch it because, you know, the FOMO or like any other thing of like, I was like, ah, oh, I really like with mood too. And I was just like, ah, oh, I like, I've seen some things, but I've kind of like not watched too much of it because I do want it. Just, I can't obviously can't swing one right now so it's just like to watch the content and i know some people that i really like are making great content with it and i was like yeah it's exactly what you said i was like i don't want to watch it right now because i yeah so i don't want to uh. <laughs> yeah i don't know i i don't it's not to say that pedals aren't exciting to me because they are mm-hmm. i i can really watch a lot of demos without getting too much into the want of things mm-hmm. um and uh, I think the stuff that I get coming in from brands that work with me a lot, like Catalan Bread and Old Blood Noise Endeavors, and I just got a pedal from Universal Audio. Like, I'm very happy with that, with what I have, because the truth is, I don't have time to play the gear I do have as much as I want. Uh, mm. It's been really, really busy, and I've most of the gigs that I've played have been very minimalist in terms of setup. 
not experimental. Like it's, I play a lot of country music and Americana. You think they're going to let me put a mood on my board? No, no. <laughs> like I occasionally I'll get, I'll get a weird one on there. Um, like a weird death by audio pedal or something. Um, and people will really like it, but it's like, I get one, I get one weird one and I have to make sure <laughs> that like it has also a normal purpose. So they have this phaser delay. I'm blanking on the name that I've demoed. Whenever I put that on a board, people really, really love it. But it's like the one weird one I can put on the board. So I really, you know, it's it's tough. It's it's tough to what a bitch ass problem to have. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't get to I don't get to play with my toys as much as I like to. You know, I I hurt my arm really badly. I wasn't playing guitar yeah. for months. It's coming up on like almost six months of like December to January, February, March, April, May, five months of being like hurt of having a, a sprained wrist and a tennis elbow. And when I'm at band practice, I just have an HX stomp XL because we're just like going over normal things. It's not time. It's not time to come up with like the weird sounds. No, I get you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't have a lot of gear acquisition acquisition syndrome. Most of the stuff I ask for, it's not for me personally. I just think it would do well in the channel. I get you. Yes. I hope nobody got mad that I said that because I do really like almost everything that I get. But uh, I'm, I'm not going to be asking for stuff that I, I think I can't help succeed yeah. better. I'm not going to ask for stuff from like small builders if I think, you know, maybe my audience will like this. Do I want this because I think I can serve the brand or do I want this because I'm, I want to be greedy and ask for more. This week's episode of Get Offset is brought to you by Moog Music. Moog instruments continue to inspire artists and listeners around the world. As music technology continues to evolve, the company and its employee owners carry on Bob Moog's devotion to creating innovative tools designed for the musician. Moog Music's latest venture is a reimagining of some of its most influential analog instruments of the past for today's audio production workflow. The Moger Foger FX plugins are compatible across all major DAWs on Windows and Mac OS, making the Moog sound more accessible than ever. I use the MF108 Cluster Flux, a flexible processor that can modulate between chorus, flanging, and vibrato in the background track you're listening to right now. I love this effect. It's probably the most used of the plugins uh, for me personally. I even use it in a recent recording project. Learn more about the Mogerfoger FX plugins by clicking the link in the video or podcast description or by visiting software.mogmusic.com. That's software.moggmusic.com. Thanks again to Moog. Um, and if you're listening to this on Spotify, thank you again to Spotify for Podcasters as well um, for sponsoring this week's episode of Get Offset big ups thank you moog thank probably you big yeah bigger ups to moog yes <laughs> spotify big doesn't ups. spotify doesn't need my ups no nope. but we do use uh that spotify for podcasters it is a good good little good little platform uh so 
let's talk about what's new. What's new with you, dude? Uh, what's new with me is that I started to do some of the storyboarding for the next uh, animated pedal demo, and I'm excited to say um, that the next one will be Silk Tone Fuzz, so I am going to have fun with that. Um, out of the fuzzes that I had, I realized that I had only had up until this point silicone, and I had never had a germanium. Oh, they're very different. Yes, very, very different. So I'm rather excited to explore it in the way of which looking at it from a different perspective of what makes it different than other germanium fuzzes out there. So I'm excited, and that one's obviously going to, because there's no art on the pedal, it's going to be Figaro, so cat cat themes for everyone. <laughs> nice. Do you have the standard black enclosure? Uh, no, I have a new white enclosure that oh. is... It is very, very nice. I, I, yeah, very, very fancy, very nice. So I'm excited to start diving into that. Most of it's been written. Um, just kind of like some final things to kind of iron out. And then I will get into the phase where I am having the voice acting recorded. And then, of course, the animation itself uh, kind of put into play. And uh, we'll get more into uh, the nitty gritty of that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I love that fuzz. I It's on my baseboard. Oh, I love it too. Yeah, like when I was first when I was first getting it, Charles was like, hey, make sure you like it. <laughs> I was just like, okay, like, I understand and I appreciate the sentiment. But when it arrived, I was like, oh, yes, yes, I love this very much. Um, maybe it was the fact that I'd always had silicone before and never had a germanium. I was always said that I was kind of iffy about fuzzes, like that I was picky. I was like, probably because I preferred more of a germanium sound than I just didn't know at the time. So that yeah. was, yeah. Big point in the category of, or the side of the court to play everything. How was I going to say that? Team, play everything. <laughs> Try everything because you don't know what you like. No. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had effects like for years. I basically didn't would say I didn't like tremolo because of how much I hated on my AC-15, how the tremolo was in it. So I avoided it. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't get any like tremolo pedals at all. And then of course the Mass Effects ones came out and I beta tested for that one. And it was a harmonic trem. And I was like, oh, I like this very much. Okay. So the problem, hey, the problem is me. <laughs> no, no, the so problem was still the amps tremolo. It's just like, you know, it can ruin something. For it could, like a bad experience at... Yeah in like one pedal type can can ruin it for you i never played a fuzz i liked mm. until i got the pelican noise works half horse fuzz i just thought i didn't like fuzz you yeah. know it's the same thing like i thought i just didn't like and even still like today i will say like i'm not really a phaser kind of person but who knows maybe at some point i'll find some some phaser i like but as it stands so far i'm still kind of like eh, i really don't use it <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with like what kind of music do you listen to and yeah. what effects do they use in it? Because like I love tremolo and phaser because it's using country a lot, especially mm -hmm. the really fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I like those kinds of effects. And you know, I I realized I don't listen to a ton of music that uses a ton of fuzz, or I didn't I didn't for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I I like listen to a lot of like Bruce Springsteen esque kind of bands, like the Hold Steady. Um, like a lot of Americana, a lot of country and fuzz just isn't 
big in those genres. And a lot, even if it was being used, I probably wasn't thinking about the tone because I don't know. I just it was more it, the feel. Yeah, maybe it was more that. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's just... Uh, so I think that if you're like exposed to a lot of music that does use certain kinds of effects, which is why when I'm demoing a pedal like mm-hmm. for a, something I, I'm not used to uh, playing, I'll yeah. I'll look up to see what songs exist already where this effect is used. Like a Gaten Fuzz, for example. Like, oh, St. Vincent. Okay, I guess I'll go listen to some St. Vincent and hear how she's using it and be like, oh, okay, that that's going to, you know, get some ideas uh, stirring up in me and uh, i think that's just like what you should do if you if you're curious about an effect but don't really know how to use it hmm. you gotta see how other people are using it you have to yeah yeah well, it's like when i was first playing with the, the silk tone i think it was the first like couple of days that i was playing it some of the sounds that i was getting some of the sweet parts that points that i was finding for me on it i was like wow i can hear some like offspring like some of the tonality of like some of the chords I was playing and the progression I was like oh my god like I hadn't heard something like this in a long time so it made me start listening to a little bit of the offspring again I was just like oh that's actually pretty cool to have a pedal that can kind of nail that kind of sound but that I didn't otherwise before have a pedal could, that would make me remember that or want to play more along those lines yeah see I would never make the offspring connection yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's punk, just... yeah, punk music yeah I love I like listen to a lot of punk, but like I think a lot of the punk that I listened to was like just rats. I think, yeah, I think a lot of mine was like either like um, what do you call it? Like I listened to Rancid. I've listened. I listened to like pop punk. A lot of pop pop punk. I would say I would mostly listen to, and I think they kind of are more under that, or maybe rock punk. I'm trying to remember what category they are, but I would yeah. say pop. They're pop. Yeah, pop punk, if anything. <laughs> we have know. different tastes completely so it's fine <laughs> that's true i have yeah. i tend to have different tastes from people i, I bring onto this podcast <laughs> with me i <laughs> you don't come out of nashville without listening to a little country but you know yeah I, I i get it i'm used to it i think that's why people watch my demos too because like uh, people have, have like yeah people have pop punk c- covered well Oof, I should just avoid that constant sound today. <laughs> That's out of the vocabulary. AI, do not get that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I think that's part of maybe what would draw people to my demos is they know, like, that pop punk's covered pretty well. Ambient's yeah. covered pretty well. It's pretty much covered, yeah. Surf is covered pretty well. Funk. A lot of people do funk and pop kind of stuff, too. Um yeah, I don't know if there's a ton of demo artists who are like chicken picking, so I try to I try to break that out when it makes sense. It doesn't always. No, what do you mean? You get you get that kind of area in which other people aren't coming that you know covering. That's a good thing. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a gig on Friday. No, me too. I I played with Carly Calbero at the Belltown Bloom festival in Cinco de Mayo uh it was a riot it was it was a cool it was a cool thing so it was at this venue in Seattle called the crocodile uh warning Seattle content for people who <laughs> used to get really mad when Andrew and I would talk about Seattle um it's a venue that has like three stages 
of various sizes, a big stage, a slightly small, well, a, a smaller stage, and then a very, very small stage. It's normally more like a comedy club. Okay. I played in the comedy club, which was interesting because it had like stadium seating and then the mm-hmm. same kind of chairs you have in really nice movie theaters. So that okay. was a different vibe to play to. Play too. And we would play pretty early, but there were still, there were still some people there. Um, got to see some friends. The artist lounge was hopping. They, yeah, it was the artist lounge was weird. They had a very loud DJ who was very good, but then they had like bowls of candy, temporary tattoos, a popcorn station, and then like <laughs> lube that you could take. What lube? Yeah, I someone said right. there were condoms too, but I only saw lube, so I don't know, man. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess have a good time, practice safety if there were, were condoms there. Yeah, there was also food in another area that I think most people didn't know was there, including Dick's Burgers and uh, some fruit and stuff. So once I found that, I was very happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, so Belltown Bloom is a festival that's really centered around uh, booking women musicians. Nice. So I think every band had a, at least a female front person was was the the vibe i got mostly mixed gender mostly mixed gender bands but uh there was a theme and i know this theme doesn't happen accidentally um on (laughs) some of the headliners included l7 uh (laughs) which is the only band that doesn't fit this theme legends l7 and uh pussy riot mannequin pussy and your favorite thunder pussy so They picked every <laughs> pussy band pussy, that yes. actually had a woman in it, I think, and like some acclaim. They skipped the racist ones, the shitty racist ones. But oh, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad they did. Yeah, they wanted to fit the theme, but uh, I was like, well, well, that doesn't happen by accident, <laughs> you know. And neither does a fill of a a bill with just women on it. You you do have to make some effort <laughs> to yes. that. But uh, that was a really cool festival. Like, I thought the crowd was great. Uh, really uh, gender diverse. So it wasn't just like a bunch of women. Like, it didn't feel, feel like a little fair. It wasn't. Think, yeah, I was about to say, it didn't feel like a little fair. Yeah. No, and that's always the concern. But yeah. I think it doesn't, like, the marketing didn't lean too heavily into, like, it's just a bunch of women. So, <laughs> women for women by women. Yeah, it is. Not, yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really lean into that. It was just like, obvious when you look at the lineup but um you know i I prefer it when festivals do that when i worked for timber they Mm. would have at least half the bands would be fronted by a woman every year and you know what they never they never included that bit in marketing they just let people look at the lineup lineup, (laughs) decide if you want to come no one ever bitched about there being too many women and it never Mm. affected ticket sales so I think the entire time I was at Artist Home, they only had like one or two events where there wasn't a single woman on the roster and it was pointed out. Oof, yeah. If it's that obvious of the few times that you did it, yeah, probably best not to do it. <laughs> yeah, it was disappointing. But uh, they took that feedback and didn't make that mistake again. So that's good. Yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. It's my birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Thank you. I hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So thanks to everybody who thank uh, you everyone. My, my dumbass <laughs> little birthday wish comes true. I am very happy to have 
10,000 subscribers. I was on. like, hey, it's the best. It, I mean, it's the at least, you know, some of, you know, all of us can kind of do to make this day a little special. Yeah, I, I think it probably can, like, I, I think most of them were from YouTube and were like, oh, I thought I was, I got a lot of messages. Yes. Like, I thought I was already subscribed. <laughs> I've I've been at fault for that for like a few people like I'd be talking to people for a while either it's like Instagram or like in DMs you just become friends or like oh yeah awesome hey there's something on my page that like yeah I post and I was like oh you did I go to the page the big blue follow button staring at me in the face I was like oh my god I am so sorry now I feel absolutely horrible and I've had people even like apologize to me and I was like dude like I totally understand because I've unintentionally do it too because I've just started talking to people and then like find out that I didn't I'm like oh shit well let me fix this right now <laughs> click what happens to me a lot with Instagram yeah, because I post there sometimes but I'm not really like involved you know I'll look at my mm -hmm. feed sometimes but like uh, the Hank's music exchange thing when we were at Benson uh, he's like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll follow you on Instagram, and I'm like, he's like, he's following you. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't look to see who's followed me very. No, often. I, I don't, I don't either. And sometimes, like when I, you know, I'm talking to people either DMs or just directly and stuff like that. Uh, it's actually just a conversation we're having, and like then Instagram or something will like I'll see some of their content come up, and I was like, oh cool, I'll like it, and then like. I'll just keep interacting. And at some point I'll just go to the page. And I was like, oh shit, why am I not? Okay, let me fix this. And I'll just like correct it. Like yeah. going to individual pages, I don't find in my time that I do. It's more of what I'm engaging with, like either on the timeline or if I'm sharing just stories or if people are sending me messages, like that's more of like what I'm engaging with and not like direct like profile pages. So that's why I think it happens to me because I'm like, oh shit, my bad. But most of the time people are like, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't following. I was like, dude, like it's, it's, it's fine if you do or don't like, you know, I'm happy to just have you as a friend and we're chatting. It's no, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm most likely to add somebody once I've met them in person. Like I don't really mm -hmm. do friend requests from people I haven't met in person. Facebook, I'm a little bit more restrictive of that. Yeah. Like extremely. And yeah. I, that has filtered down a little bit to Instagram. Um, and no one's ever been acted like offended by it, but uh, someone probably has been. Yeah. I mean, Facebook is pretty much kind of where I, I draw the line for the most part. Like if I met you in person or I've had enough of a conversation with you over a certain span of time, you know, maybe, but yeah, like all the other ones I'm perfectly kind of fine with adding folks, but yeah, the Facebook is usually kind of where I'm like, yeah, no, I got a little bit of boundaries there. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I do have to get going a little bit early today. Uh, so sorry to everybody for the short episode. Happy belated birthday to our friend Sean Crawford. Happy upcoming Happy birthday. birthday to our friend Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring. I know we have really close birthdays. And uh, happy birthday tomorrow to the singer in Jerf, Jeff. Well, I know together, yeah. some of you listen to this podcast. So. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, if you want to make my birthday special, please donate to Rain the Rape Abuse Incest National Network. It's my favorite. I just give there every year. Um, every month, actually. But to everybody out there, thanks for watching slash listening. Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily. I'm Jonah Hart. Goodbye.